welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by, powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Oh, boy, I'll tell you, there is so much going on that it is hard for me to even get you all caught up. So many really good things. You know, we take a look at the world and we we think to ourselves, what the heck is going on? And yet, I spent spent last night listening to Shirley McLean lecture and talk about 2012 and talk about the opportunities and talk about what we're all being called to do. And so this year for us on the Dr. Pat Show, it's about thriving again. There's no doubt about it that we all need to be reminded of how incredibly powerful we are and how very vulnerable we are. And today's show is to talk about each of those things and everything in between. Catriona McGregor is joining me here today, partnering with nature, the wild path to reconnecting with the earth. And this amazing expert is here to join us, to talk with us about transformation, about how we can take uh, the elements of the earth, how we can take the fire that's within and transform our lives and transform the, the planet. Beyond all of that, she has been a voice for animals in wild places all of her life. She is co-author of Healing the Heart of the World, Harnessing the Power of Intention to Change Your Life and the Planet, along with Carolyn Mays uh, and others. And beyond that, she's someone that is so deeply connected to Earth, the planet, and all of its elements that she has become a crusader for making sure that we don't forget about the beauty and the splendor of this planet called Earth. She's joining us here today, and we're going to tackle probably a lot of the topics that uh, you're, you're thinking about or you're reading about in the headlines today, everything from the Mayan 2012 calendar to global warming to the oil spill that's going on in the Gulf. She's here as teacher, fabulous speaker, and beyond all of that, someone that has a very, very powerful Message. So I want to introduce all of you to my very special guest today, Katriana McGregor. Uh, Katriana, thank you so much for joining us today. It is so great to be chatting with you again. Well, it is just wonderful to be back, so thank you. So I want to ask you, um, and I, I can't help but start at the very question that, it, that that's on my mind. And, you know, I mentioned that last night I got to experience the you know, the talk that Shirley McLean gave. And, you know, in that talk, she mentioned the earth and how important it is for all of us to make sure that when we're moving towards 20, 2012, there is an incredible, compassionate action that we need to take in service of the planet. And she had some ideas as to why certain things were happening. But I've got to ask you, at this point now, and weeks have passed since you and I have, have spoke last, what can you make of the oil spill in the Gulf? I've got to ask you that question because yeah. you must have a gazillion thoughts around that. It, it, I do. 
I do, and that's just huge. And, you know, I just want to say that it's incredibly painful and sad for for me and many, many, many people are really hurting right now as well as the animals. You know, in my book I talk about our spiritual and energetic connection to other life. And, um, you know, so no matter where you are on the planet when you hear about these kinds of things, and these kinds of things just affect everybody. And then, you know, at a physical level, one thing that people aren't aware of, too, is that 50% of our oxygen on Earth comes from the sea, comes from the algae and, you know, the small plant life in the sea. So, of course, this is doing terrible damage to that, too. Um, So I was in Texas last week, and I had worked to protect the brown pelican, got it delisted from the endangered species list. Uh, 10 years ago, and now they're coming up on the beaches covered with oil. So just heart-wrenching and, um, you know, so very sorrowful time. I do believe we can rise up from the ashes. I think this is a horrible, horrible mistake that we've made. But I believe that the opportunity here and the wisdom from this shows us that, um, you know, we're not Icarus. I'm, I'm sure many of your listeners are familiar with the story of the, the young man who put the wings, uh, you know, on, on himself and, and tried to fly like a bird and yeah. use wax. And, and, of course, it melted in the sun and he fell. He fell. And when we do things like this, deep sea, um, you know, oil exploration, and we know that we do not have the technology to deal with these kinds of disasters, we're like Icarus. We're going too far. And we're not working with nature. Uh, my book really covers about how important it is. You know, most plants get all the energy they ever need from the sun. So it's really kind of a bit crazy that we're actually going into the earth to try to get our energy from oil. It's a very dirty and expensive process. $58 billion a year we're subsidizing that, that industry. Um, so I think the message from this disaster is to pull everyone together to see the horrible calamity that can happen and understand that we cannot go in this direction. It is time for a change. I was really struck by um, President Obama's comparison. And to the, and you, having you on the show is so timely. It's so timely beyond compare. Um, I, was, I was struck by uh, President Obama's comparison to the Gulf of Mexico, the oil spill, to that of 9-11. And, of course, there are people that are really taking shots at that, that are saying, are you kidding? Why would that be 9-11? But I want to talk about this because, you know, now the pictures are starting to come in. Now you have the pictures of a seven-mile-plus stretch on the shoreline of Grand Island Beach, Grand Isle Beach in Louisiana, completely covered with oil. And I want to talk about that because many people in your field believe that by the time something like that gets to shore, the impact of what's really going on in the ocean is a hundredfold. And I want to ask you about that. Are we just seeing the tip of the iceberg by that which is floating on shore? And uh, what do you think of his statement about 9-11? I think he's he's right on about that statement because this is one of the most devastating ecological disasters of time, and it's happening in our lifetime. So, you know, people, I think, get lulled into some complacency because they've heard of oil spills, you know, from tankers and that kind of thing usually. You know, tankers have a finite supply of oil, so eventually they do stop leaking. Um, this is just almost an infinite, you know, amount of oil, I mean, in comparison. That, that is coming out and just pouring into, into the oceans. 
And, you know, not only the incredible life that, that is uh, perishing there, but, you know, as I said before, this is going to have effects on our atmosphere, too, because um, it's killing all the um, oxygen-producing plants plants in the ocean. And um, it's, it's just huge. So I agree 100% with his analysis that this is a horrible disaster. And, you know, a lot of people are going to be hurting from this, and, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And, you know, I'm asking for people to come together to take action, to take action at a spiritual, energetic level, to hold that ocean, to hold the living things there in your heart and send them light and love, and to take action physically, to demand that your tax dollars, because your tax dollars are going to support the oil subsidies, by the way. Your tax dollars are used to subsidize deep sea exploration. So demand that not, not a penny of your money goes to that anymore and that instead we support sustainable technology like solar and in fact, there was a, a company I just heard of the other day in Europe who is learning how to use algae to um, fly planes. They're actually using that as fuel on planes. It's astounding. And, and um, so there's so many other alternatives, and this is the time to act. If no one has ever felt that they're an environmentalist before or felt a little no connection to the environment, this is really going to hit home, and we need to take action. We need to stop. We need to wake up from this craziness which is pulling the oil out of the earth. I want to ask you, and for those of you just tuning in to the show, I just want you to know my very special guest joining me here today, Catriona McGregor, uh, is beyond being a catalyst for change. She is an authority on environmental trends in the United States internationally. Uh, she's the, also been on the show before, co-author of Healing the Heart of the World, Harnessing the Power of Intention to Change Your Life, and much more. But beyond all of that, partnering with nature, the wild path to reconnecting with the earth is her latest, and she's talking with us today about many things. You know, one of the things that I'm struck by, Katiana, is this. If you pick up the paper, you look at the headlines, or however you get your news, what's really, and what I'm really struck by is how little attention we're paying to the fact that we do not even have a plan to stop this oil coming out of the earth, as you've said. The latest headline says, that there was a 48-hour deadline by the Coast Guard, and BP announced that it has a new containment plan to capture more than 50,000 barrels of oil per day by the end of June, two weeks earlier than originally intended. So we're not even talking about this, like this is going to happen tomorrow. We think that we may be able to stop the oil from coming out of the earth by June. And I've got to ask you, does anybody really have a clue as to how to do this? It's not funny, but I'll tell you, it's really comical to sit back here and imagine that all of us have been sleeping so long that we were so unaware that something like this could happen and that we didn't have the technology to handle it. Absolutely. It's, it's a madness gone over the brink, and that's the only way to explain it. You know, and again, and going back to the, the mere fact that we uh, went down that path, that we went down that path of generating energy that we need by digging into the earth. It's, it's, there's a little bit of craziness there because, of course, we have the sun, which is the most powerful energy generator in the world. And if we had put all of our technology and investment into capturing the power of the sun, we would not be where we are today. So the, the madness of our action is now having the full impact in this day in our generation. 
and it is going to change the world. It's going to change the way we do things. It's going to break us out of our assurance that these big companies know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Um, this deep, deep sea exploration, it just should not have even been touched. It was an untouchable thing that we've gone forward on. I also want to want to mention um, my story uh, about Amik, and you know it's so relevant as today. It's a Yupik teaching story, and it's a story of redemption. And I don't know if I have time to to tell you. Yes, tell you do. Go right ahead. Okay. So um, the story essentially is so much for our age. And Amik uh, is a young uh, Yupik boy who goes out hunting. And just to cut to the chase, the story is often told within an hour. But he hunts and he hunts and he devours and devastates the, the landscape. And he becomes a monster. He actually grows into an enormous mountain-sized monstrous being because he's eaten and consumed the earth. And that's what we are now today, these kinds of actions. We have become monstrous. What we are doing to the earth is, is monstrous. And we need to look into the face of that monstrosity and wake up from what we're doing and change our ways. The Amic story also ends in a story of redemption. Amic is redeemed. He actually then can go back and become a boy and go back and get back into his home again. And it's a really beautiful story that redemption is possible. So I don't want people to freeze up and say, oh, my God, because I think that happens, too, when people talk about the environment. They just freeze up and think, oh, I can't do anything about this, or, oh, it's so horrible, I can't look at it. We need to look deeply. We need to look at ourselves in the mirror. We need to see that monster there, and we need to make a decision to change. I think that you're absolutely right. And this is, and let's jump ahead to that conversation, because Shirley McLean, as I said before, I got to um, be at the, the uh, presentation she made last night. One of the things she said, Katiana, that you also talk about is that everything is connected. And she said people are asking why the Gulf, why there, out of all the places maybe that we could find BP or other companies drilling, why did this disaster happen at a place that's just barely coming off of a previous disaster, right? And she had an idea, and I want to ask you about this because you talk about this. She had an idea that we're just not paying attention to what the earth is saying. She pointed to Haiti, and she pointed to the shift and the earthquakes in Haiti. And she said there's something very unstable going on in, in the general region. And so shouldn't we be more mindful, if nothing else, to look at other things that may be disrupting the, what's going on underneath the planet and think twice before we put a drill into a very volatile place. And I wanted to ask you about that because that really becomes sort of a conversation for the bigger picture, I think. It does. And um, another thing about that region that your listeners may not be aware of is that Gulf, and of course I, I worked there for many years. I mentioned, you know, protecting the uh, brown pelican, which, which used to be um, listed on the Endangered Species Act. And um, one of the problems with trying to protect those species along the Gulf is the Gulf is a huge area where oil is transported up and down in, in major ships. So it's considered, in fact, a uh, very, very important and high-risk area by the United States for the transportation of oil. So with that knowledge, it becomes really obvious why also this disaster is happening there and why this disaster is about oil, because that's where the oil has been moving for years and years and years up and down the coast 
um, along Texas there, and um, that's why I believe that this is all happening um, there, and also that it's going to be affecting so many different states and so many people and, and fisheries and, and uh, humankind to such a to such a large degree. Does it does does this conversation, Katriana, enable us to jump ahead? to the conversation about 2012. There are a lot of people that think it does. And I wanted to talk with you about that and talk about some of the things you cover in the book, but specifically about the conversation of the Mayan calendar in 2012. Does that calendar and your interpretation uh, of 2012, does it weave its story into some of the things we're, we're seeing in the headlines today? It does, very much so. And, of course, you know, this process, the 2012 process, it's a, it happens over several years, so it doesn't all happen on one day. Mm -hmm. And um, it really is about this transformative time now. We've come, um, you know, the, the 2,600-year cycle, the, the long count, and coming full circle around. And I, by the way, I was interviewed by Shirley McLean. She has a radio uh, program, yeah. and I was interviewed by her, uh, I guess, uh, six weeks ago or something. It was just a delight to, um, you know, have a conversation with her, and we talked about this. And um, the Mayan calendar um, is really right on as far as this end of this 2006 uh, uh, cycle, um, that there are going to be dramatic changes in people's perceptions and awareness. And so these kinds of accidents, you know, help to make that manifest, help to make that happen. You know, it's like how many times do you have to have mistakes happen or have these bad habits before you actually break them and come and awake and break from these kinds of destructive actions. So, um, and 2012 is really a time of promise because from these, from rising from the ashes of this time, we will find uh, a greater spiritual connection to ourselves and to the earth. And when we look at the Mayans too, all the wonderful people are probably seeing images of the Mayans, you know, and the wonderful carvings at their sites. I want people to be aware that the people, the Mayans, are coming out of the plants, by the way. They saw the plants as the ancestors to humankind. They had an incredible connection to nature, and I think this is coming back in for us. Well, it certainly is interesting that at the same year that we have an oil spill, we have a movie like Avatar hitting hitting the world. And hitting the and I say hitting the world, but hitting the world in a way that no other movie has really got our attention. You know, yes, of course, there are a lot of visual effects, but really it takes more than visual effects to get the kind of box office sales that that movie has had. And I wanted to ask you, what do you believe the draw is? Are we looking for our Pandora? I mean, is there something in each of us that wants to be at this place that is so connected to earth and to spirit? We, we need to have life, live lives that feel real, that are filled with meaning and filled with beauty. And we cannot live lives that, uh, filled that way without nature. Uh, we are part of the earth. The earth shaped us. The animals and the plants shaped us evolutionarily. We would not be where we are if the brothers and sisters, the animals, had not taught us how to live, if the plants had not helped us and healed us. And we have a deep, deep longing. And, you know, I use the computer. I use a lot of technology. I think it's great. And it's helped us, you know, communicate globally. But we've swung too far. You know, people are spending sometimes five hours a day on screens and computers and Internet. And they, they don't know what a flower is anymore. They don't know what a tree is. They don't know what an animal looks like. 
And it's these moments when we look up at the stars and our, you know, eyes see the incredible light coming to us from thousands of, you know, years ago. And our minds and spirits are filled with wonder from those experiences. We don't get those wondrous experiences from the computer or from sitting inside our homes. So um, when we see movies like Avatar and we see people with this close, close connection and understanding and love, there's a deep calling from within us that we need nature. Well, you know, it is such a powerful force within us that, you know, it, it, it leaves us yearning for the answer to the question of who are we, why are we here, and by the way, what is it we're called to do today? When we return from break, my very special guest, Katriana McGregor, is joining us here today. We're thrilled to have her. Her new book, Partnering with Nature, The Wild Path to Reconnecting with the Earth, is a fabulous, fabulous book. When we come back, we'll be talking about how the book is helping so many people answer the question, why are you here and what are you meant to do? What's your, what's your mission? And is your, is your soul ready for the task that it's asking you to take on. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By and Tatiana McGregor. We'll be back. Athletes, diabetics, moms, let me tell you about a new high-tech energy gel called Chocolate Number no. 9. Chocolate Number no. 9 is made with only organic agave and the finest dark roast Belgian cocos. Number no. 9 contains no refined sugar. Number no. 9 is a certified low glycemic index item, and best of all, Chocolate Number no. 9 simply tastes great. Find out more at chocolatenumber9.com or call 866-999-1909. That's 866-999-1909. Are you tired of the diet roller coaster? Tired of losing the weight only to gain it back again? Would you like to learn how to take the weight off once and for all? This is Cheryl Manchester from Positive Changes Hypnosis, where we help thousands of clients reach their goals and stay there. Make a lasting change in your life. Call Positive Changes in Bellevue at 888-311-7157 to schedule a free consultation. That's 888-311-7157. Do you love who and what you see in the mirror? Stop struggling with weight loss and learn to love who you are right now. 95% of dieters regain their weight within five years for a reason. They never truly learn to love their bodies. Visit BodyImageMastery.com to start your journey towards self-love and healing and get the results that you've always wanted. Call Laura Fenimore at 415-464-1234 or visit BodyImageMastery.com. Dr. Pat Show. Hey, you're going to want to check out, um, well, you're going to want to check out everything that Ketriana McGregor is up to, but more importantly, you want, you're going to want to get a copy of the book Partnering with Nature. Um, if you go to the website, naturalpathfinder.com, naturalpathfinder.com, you're going to see lots of information. Because as I mentioned earlier, Ketriana is on a mission on a mission to make sure that we understand how significantly important the earth is, the land is, the spirit of nature is, uh, and what we are called to do about it. Uh, Katriana, thank you for joining us here today. I mean, you asked the question, do you know who you are and why you are here? 
what our mission is in life, and you even go beyond that. But this reconnection you talk about in the book, I think it really does require us to have a conversation about it. And I wanted to ask you, how does the disconnection show up in our everyday lives? The disconnection shows up at um, several different levels. It, ha it occurs at a physical, emotional, and spiritual level. And speaking now just about what's happening to the, the human part of the equation, a lot of us, of course, we just spoke about the oil spill. But, um, you know, as human beings, we need to have nice, fresh air, fully oxygenated. We need to move our bodies and to have sun, um, you know, creating that vitamin D in our skin. Of course, we have to be careful and not, not get sunburned, but we do need to be outdoors. And um, so there's a lot of physical problems that are occurring in our society, like obesity and um, those kinds of physical problems, low, low levels of vitamin D now people are really suffering from. And um, so those are some of the physical impacts. And then emotionally and um, creatively, I believe that people, you know, live, lead lives that are not quite as full of beauty and um, meaning and uh, happiness and joy because we are disconnected from nature. And that's often where we have those joyful, um, incredible moments. You know, I, I saw someone on the, the street the other day, and they came running up, and they said, Catriona, I just saw a double rainbow. You know, this is just phenomenal when people have these experiences. And then spiritually being disconnected, you know, our souls know that the plants and the animals are our brothers and sisters. We know that at a very deep level in our heart. So when we hurt them, our own spirits and souls are hurting. When you sat down to write this book, um, what did you envision for it? And how was writing the book a journey in itself? I didn't have a uh, laid out, you know, this kind of writing too is, or this work that I do is not so much analytical as a kind of a calling, I guess is the best way to put it. And the incident which really caused me to go into motion to write this book was communing with the soul of a tree and seeing a tree lit up as bright as the moon and, and understanding that that was the, soul, the spirit, the soul of the tree. And, you know, we've heard stories like this of, um, you know, Buddha becoming enlightened under the Bodhi tree and the burning burning bush. And there are many stories throughout um, history and in different myths and religions about the importance of, of trees. And um, so it really had a life of its own, and I found it very healing and informative, uh, insightful for myself to be writing the book because things, you know, there's a part of each of us, including myself, that um, these kind of more mystical or intuitive experiences need to be integrated in our analytical lives or more rational day-to-day um, -day lives. And doing the writing of the book and having the words, having the images come through me to do this book helped explain things to me as well. So it was really a, a great experience. It was a very creative process. And um, I think, you know, I think there's information in there, too, that will help other people as well. When you were talking with Shirley McLean, and you, we mentioned that Shirley had interviewed you um, several weeks ago, when you were speaking with her, uh, what sense did you get of, of her perspective and your perspective in terms of creating the kind of awareness we need to have today? Were you both on sort of the same page, or did you have different perspectives with where we all need to get, you know, put our attention? 
I think we are very much on the same page. And, um, you know, Shirley MacLaine is a really great soul, uh, just an amazing person who has an enormous amount of wisdom. And so it was a real honor to be able to discuss this with her. And I got a sense that she, she really understands a lot of this and um, is really very much about the importance of our connection to nature and how this time is coming up. It is time to awake and to um, connect with nature in a compassionate way that has never taken place um, in our generation and perhaps in the past ten generations or, or so, although it certainly was within us, within our species, within the dawning of humankind um, back in the uh, age of our ancient ancestors. You know, we hear more and more about... Um countries and even, well, let's talk about some of the religious leaders, the Pope, beginning with the Pope, coming out and talking about the environment probably in ways we haven't heard before, but yet some people believe that the statements that are being made are really shallow, that they don't have any punch. And what I mean is, and I think you're familiar with, uh, you know, the Pope talking about how we must adopt responsibility for the environmental crisis, but then the question then becomes, and somebody said to me when I pointed this out, they said, so what? You know, what are we doing? How do we get a connection between, um, you know, folks like the Pope and others that have been calling for a greater scope of attention on the environment and on nation and on, 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 on different natural uh, solutions for things? How do we get the attention so that turns into more than just chit-chat? They need to break from the tradition of what I call the institution of the church versus the teachings of Jesus. If we look at the teachings of Jesus, and we know now the Gospel of Thomas, and uh, Jesus said things like, I am the light in all things. Pick up a stone, and I am there. Pick up a stick, and I am there. So the teachings of Jesus, um, like the teachings of Buddha and many other great um, you know, people that are prophets, um, speak of our innate and deep connection to other living things. And, however, the institution of the church, which was all about building an institution and all about, you know, of course, the church also is one of the wealthiest corporations in the world right now, and about building assets and building members. And that eventually, unfortunately, became an all-consuming passion uh, for, the, for the institution. And they lost their way with the teachings. And I believe that there are groups, religious groups, that are really embracing um, the environmental cause and doing it really beautifully. In fact, I've heard of quite a few, few groups beyond, beyond the Pope. But the Pope and people involved with the institution and feel that that's more important than the real teachings of Jesus or the real teachings of someone like uh, St. Francis of Assisi. They need to um, break from, from that bad habit and turn their attention to the, true, the trueness of the, the origination of what their whole institution is based upon. Uh, you know, we're going to talk more about this. Partnering with Nature is the book. Tetriona uh, is joining us here today as the author of the book. I want to make sure you know the website is naturalpathfinder.com. For more information about the Dr. Pat Show, go to drpatlive.com. If you've missed any part of this conversation, you want to get the whole thing when we come back. We're going to be talking about these energies, energies that are referred to in the movie Avatar. But how do we link humans, animals, the natural world? How can we observe them? And, and the bigger question is, where is the intersection of spirituality and science? 
We'll catch you on to talk about this and much more and a fabulous, fabulous book. And we're going to talk about it when we come back. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Manifest your heart's desire? Want to know the secret to navigating life's in-between times with confidence and skill? Ready, Set, Manifest with Life Coach Debbie Lacey offers real tools to coach yourself through the in-betweens and leaps in life. Say goodbye to being stuck and hello to Ready, Set, Manifest. Visit TheInspireCoach.com and join the next Ready, Set, Manifest telegathering. You're not lost. You're getting ready. Visit TheInspiredCoach.com. Remember, for our dogs and cats to live long and happy lives, just like people, they are what they eat. Wellness carefully selects wholesome ingredients to create food you can trust to provide the foundation of your pet's well-being. True wellness means every ingredient has a purpose in every recipe they make. You can trust the quality of all ingredients in wellness from their source to your pet's bowl. Visit wellnesspetfood.com to find a pet specialty retailer near you. Wellness natural food for pets. This is where true wellness begins. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. Are you feeling a little lost? Powerless to overcome your challenges? Dawn Stansfield is a compassionate healer and intuitive messenger who focuses on your self-empowerment by examining current day circumstances, whether they are past, present, or future. She offers practical tools to help you overcome difficult situations and move forward in your life path. For a private consultation, contact Dawn today at 425-453-8180 or visit dawndivision.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Wow, it's so great to have Catriona McGregor joining us here today. The book is available on Amazon, Partnering with Nature, The Wild Path to Reconnecting with the Earth. Rave reviews is what the book is getting because the message is very, very, very powerful. Um, Catriona, thank you for joining us here today. It was really great to be chatting with you again. Well, it's just I'm just so uh, honored to be on your show, and I, I just love your show, and um, and to be able to talk about this oil spill too. I think that's so important. Well, we can't let it sort of slip, uh, you, you know, uh, sort of off into the background. I mean, actually, I, I honestly believe there's a part of this oil spill that just won't quit until it gets all of our attention, and that's kind of sad to say. But last night we did talk about waking up. And, you know, we did talk about what that means. You talk about taking the energies, the, the energies that we saw in the movie Avatar, for example, and how those energies exist amongst us now, humans, animals, the natural world, how we can look at this. I mean, you talk about this, but then you also talk about that point, that intersection of spirituality and science. And I'm so struck by that and how you, and how you discuss it. Are we ready for that conversation? Are we ready for the conversation 
um, where spirituality and science and the lines between them are really blurred. Many, many of us are, and, you know, this great awakening that, that's sweeping through, and, of course, not every soul will be, will be ready, um, but I believe more than ever before uh, people on this earth are ready for this message and for this information. And I put scientific information in the book, too, because I understand that our Western thought processes, that we need to, you know, understand how and why and, you know, kind of prove it kind of thing. So, you know, one of the scientific links I have in there, for example, is that the earth resonates at 7.8 hertz, and that's the same hertz as a, as a meditating brain. And that's why when people say, I'm going to go out for a walk and clear my mind, there's a lot of truth to that because you really are clearing your mind when you're, when you're walking in nature. And when we're indoors, we're often subjected to lights and electronic equipment, which, of course, resonate or cycle at a much, much higher level hertz. And that affects us. That can actually affect our mind and our thinking and our spirits and our energy. Um, so, you know, information like that helps people to understand and go, aha, so that's why the, you know, walking in nature feels so peaceful or more, more relaxing. And um, so people need, need, to, need to hear that at this time. Well, let's talk about this for a minute because we are, um, I believe we're, we're at the place where we're just beginning. We're not even at a tipping point when we're talking about electro, electromagnetic fields and electromagnetic energy. And I want to stop for a minute and talk about that. I mean, is it possible for us to be shifting frequencies given the rate by which technology is showing up in our everyday lives? It's hugely possible. And, you know, technology are just the tools that we use. And when we have shifts in consciousness, which can happen instantaneously, we then create tools that reflect our new consciousness, you know, the, the saying that you cannot solve a problem from the same consciousness from, from which you began, that's what this is all about. And um, it's so important for us to get in touch with our own sensitivity to energy. We all have this innate skill within us. We were born with that innate skill. We lose it. We kind of turn it off as we look at the illusion of the world and the physicality of the world, and we become very physical beings. And, you know, the only way we know things are real is by touching them or with our senses. But um, many of us are tuning into energy and the energetic realities. And when we do that, we can sense how harmful uh, harmful electromagnetic um, waves can be from cell phones, for example, and things like that. And um, so some of the practices that I have in the book, for example, about working with trees, what I call tree energy surfing, to awaken to the energetic part of yourself with the, in partnership with trees um, helps you not only become more in tune with the tree and the fact that the tree is a living thing and it is fully uh, an energetic being, in fact, a master alchemist of energy, um, but will also help you in your own life. And... Um, I went into a, an office recently and I was asked that, uh, to help um, them decide which areas of the building were unsafe energetically. And there was one woman who was sick, I think, like three months out of the year. And we discovered that there was a huge um, uh, line, a telephone line, and all these, um, you know, cords outside um, her, her building, which you couldn't see from within her office. And they were making her sick. So we just moved her desk, and she's much better now. She's much healthier. But because we don't sense the energy, if you're not sensing the energy, you cannot tell if you're in a harmful environment. 
One of the things that, you know, I think is so wonderful about what you talk about is not just the harmful aspects of what's going on. You really do present us with a lot of wisdom around solutions. And one of the solutions or one of the things you do talk about is Costa Rica. And I, I want to take a minute to talk about Costa Rica because I don't think Costa Rica is, is alone in its effort. But let's talk about what it means to become carbon neutral and, you know, why uh, Costa Rica has gotten your attention. Well, Costa Rica in particular um, is just amazing what they're doing because they're planting trees, thousands and thousands of trees. They have a very rich tree base, and their goal is to become carbon neutral, and they're well on their way to doing that. And trees are amazing beings. They are capable of really transforming our atmosphere. Of course, if it wasn't for the plants, um, we wouldn't have the free oxygen in the atmosphere that we have because our planet didn't have oxygen. It, it was the plants that uh, brought the oxygen into the atmosphere. And if we work with plants the way Costa Rica is and embrace their, their approach, we could really transform the world. So that's one of the very positive things that we can actively be participating in and partnering uh, with nature to heal the planet. I had a really interesting comment made to me, Katriona. I, I can't wait to hear you comment on this. I was um, on a panel, and um, I talked about the fact that we cannot leave. We cannot leave the conversation about organic, organic food, organic planting out of the green movement. And there are a lot of people that say, no, 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 no. That's not quite fitting in with the green movement. You can't do green. You can't call it a green radio show. You can't do this if you're talking about organic food. That just doesn't fit in because, you know, what's the connection? How are you connecting the dots? And bring that conversation to the table when we come back from break because it seems like we're missing the dots. You know what I'm saying? We're missing how all the dots get connected, but you connect them in your book. And I want to talk about this when we come back. And why does taking a look at what we're eating, how we're treating the food, have a chemical impact, but more importantly, a spiritual impact? And who's going to talk about this? My very special guest. Joining me today, Catriona McGregor. Partnering with Nature is her book. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. your full potential and increase energy with the superfood of the Inca, Maca Magic. Maca naturally balances hormones, relieves symptoms of PMS, menopause, and erectile dysfunction. Maca increases energy, stamina, and endurance without caffeine. Visit MacaRoot.com. That's M-A-C-A Root.com. Call 541-846-6222. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you tired of struggling to get to where you want to be in your life? Want some help getting to that next level? Hi, I'm Dr. Melody Ivory, personal growth expert and passionate champion of your complete success. I'm excited to give you powerful books, teas, and coaching to help you easily transform your life from the inside out. Now is the time to make your life sing. Visit MelodyIvory.com for free articles, poetry, and affirmations. That's MelodyIvory.com. 
Hi, this is Anna Luque, author of The Yogurt Diet. Based on scientific research, this lifestyle has been carefully formulated to promote weight loss and boost the immune system. The Yogurt Diet will help you achieve overall balance and radiant health, even if you suffer from lactose and gluten intolerance, yeast infections, digestive problems, and more. Consuming yogurt daily is an excellent way to optimum health and ideal weight. And a yogurt I recommend is Greek God's Greek Yogurt. So thick and creamy. Greek God's yogurt is simply yogurtlicious. Greek God's yogurt is full of probiotic bacteria, good for overall health. And it's made with all natural ingredients in the same tradition yogurt has been made in Greece for centuries. Try the Greek God's popular honey yogurt or the tangy yet subtly sweet pomegranate. Don't forget to try the new Greek God's kefir cheese spread. Great for dips or as a healthy substitute for sour cream. Be happy. Go Greek. Experience the myth. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. For more information about us, just go to drpatlive.com. That's drpatlive.com. For more information about my very special guest and about the book, go to naturalpathfinder.com. Naturalpathfinder.com. You'll be able to find out lots about Tatiana. You'll be able to find out about the book. You'll be able to get a copy of the book and much more. Find out about the incredible work that she's doing, everything from uh, spirit and power animals to nature and spirit quests and vision quests and much more. Joining me here today, you know, we are talking um, uh, a lot about nature and beyond. Tatriana, I, I made a statement about organic, organic food planting, and I wanted to get your sense of it. For someone to, you know, stand up and say, wow, you know, organics is not part of the green conversation. How do you connect the dots? And we don't think that the government should be putting its time and energy on organic and pesticides and food. We don't want to waste our time and energy on that when we need to pay attention to the oil spill. And I, I wanted to ask you about that because doesn't aren't all the dots connecting in some way? Hugely, hugely connected, and, you know, I speak about diet in, in the book um, to a degree, and I want to be clear, too, that I, while I am a vegetarian, in fact, I'm vegan now, and I was when I was younger, but for quite a few years in the middle part of my life, I was not. I did eat meat, so I don't, I want people to be aware of that, too, but I cannot uh, emphasize how important diet is, not only to the protection of the planet and the green movement, um, because if we were eating more uh, vegetables and more organic foods, and um, it would solve so many global environmental problems. So that's just enormous. It, it has to be on the table. But also looking at, you know, you began uh, at the beginning um, in your introduction talking about how we can be powerful beings. Well, how we can be powerful beings is becoming vegetarian or at least reducing and only eating meats that uh, we know are kindly raised, sustainably raised. You know, much of the meats we're eating, these animals are under so much stress, and we're eating them and putting them into our bodies. And this has huge impact. I want to even just move away from um, the horrible uh, care of the animals to how this affects your health and your being and your ability to be a powerful being. Um, when you become vegetarian, when you eat more cleanly, when you clean your body, and that's also about drinking lots and lots of water, by the way, pure water, you will be amazed at 
at how more energetically and spiritually powerful that you can be. Um, your intentions uh, in the world will manifest more quickly. You can actually uh, have uh, circumstances where future events can come, come into your being, into your consciousness. This can all happen when you clean the temple of your body. And we're not meant to eat a lot of the stuff and a lot of the junk that we eat. Of course, not, not pesticides and um, not inhumanely raised animals. And, you know, this is part of the conversation um, about uh, bringing our common sense to the forefront in a lot of ways. Um, you know, imagine just having a, an, two apples sitting on the table and one apple knowing it was organically grown and another apple knowing that, you know, the tree and everything on it was sprayed and all the runoff has then gone into the water, which then, you know, then goes into the water supply. And if you asked the 10-year-old which apple would they eat, the 10-year-old would know. Yet as adults, we seem to be losing a little wisdom along the way. <laughs> We, we do, and, you know, it's the same thing. It's that energetic sensitivity to things that, that um, we can get more in touch with. And, you know, our bodies are polluted. We're, we're polluted because of what we eat, and we are overwhelmed by different energetic sources and that kind of thing. So the putting attention on cleaning our bodies um, can really help us, and then we can really be, dis you know, practice discernment, and we can put ourselves in much better positions. Um, we can surround ourselves with people that support us. Um, we can eat healthy foods because we'll be drawn to healthy foods. And um, so, you know, start cleaning today, whatever form that takes, whether it's drinking a lot more water, uh, cutting back on your on your meat. You might want to do it slowly if you are a meat eater. Get some great vegetarian recipes and, um, you know, start cleaning up and you will be amazed at how your life will change. You know, Tatriana, you talk about partnering and also it's, you know, for many of us, we're fascinated by the work that you do with indigenous cultures and what we can learn from them. And I wanted to ask you, over time, what are some of the lessons you've learned from some of the peoples that you have visited and spent time with and, and that have shared their wisdom with you? Well, there's something, there's people that live near the land and close to the wisdom of the land, I find have a deep solidity about them and a real groundedness and, you know, often speak from their hearts. So uh, their, their, you know, perception of the world but also how they communicate the, the world and their lives uh, comes from a very authentic place. And so that's something that I think, think we can all embrace. And the other thing that I really love about many of the indigenous peoples that, that I've worked with is their spirit of thankfulness, their rituals of thankfulness. And of course our own Thanksgiving ceremony, which we're so, um, we know so well through Thanksgiving, um, that was given to us by the, by the Native Americans. I don't know if Americans are aware of that. The um, Thanksgiving ceremony, the Native Americans always gave thanks for the bounty, gave thanks for everything. And that's why we celebrate it today. It's actually a Native American um, celebration. And, I, and you have a, a poem or a prayer that you're going to read with us. I think this would be a great time to do that. I'd love for you to share that, that poem with us, that blessing. I will, and actually it's, it's a nice introduction, um, Pat, because it is a, a prayer of thanksgiving, and um, 
So it goes this way, and if I could just sum up my mission in life, I think that this is it, and I hope that others others embrace it as well. But it goes this way, great and eternal mystery of life, creator of all things. I give thanks for the beauty you put in every single one of your creations. I am grateful that you did not fail in making every stone, plant, creature, and human, human being a perfect and whole part of the sacred world. I am grateful that you have allowed me to see the strength and beauty of all my relations. My humble request is that all of the children of the earth will learn to see the same perfection in themselves. May none of your human children doubt or question your wisdom, grace, and sense of wholeness in giving all of creation a right to be living extensions of your perfect love. Mm. Catriona McGregor, everyone, joining us here today. How beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that poem with us, for sharing that prayer with us. Well, you're welcome. It's one of my favorites. And it's an incredible reminder. What a wonderful way, you know, to bring the show to a new beginning. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Catriona is going to share her personal message with all of us today. What a great show, partnering with nature, the wild path, the reconnecting with earth, Fabulous, fabulous uh, author and expert, Katriana McGregor, joining us here today. Her website, of course, as I've said before, is naturalpathfinder.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. suffer from insomnia, body aches, fatigue, brain fog, digestive problems, weight gain, or anxiety? You may be dealing with unmanaged stress. The Stress Detective looks for the hidden messages within your stress and partners with you to create a wellness program to dismantle stress from the inside out. Learn to manage your stress and you can stop illness in its tracks. Call Susan Tyler at 888-629-4949 or visit stressdetective.net. You heard about it last year. You even thought about entering, but didn't. Now, Live is giving you a second chance, announcing your second chance to change from the inside out with Dr. Pat's 2010 Holistic Makeover. So get on board. Winners will embark on a journey to make powerful change with the help and support of an entire team of coaches. Want to be a winner? Fill out the survey and tell your inspired story and how you plan to pay it forward. Go to drpatsmakeover.com. That's drpatsmakeover.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Oh, my goodness, the sun has just come out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Catriona McGregor joining us here today. What a great conversation, Catriona. Thank you so much for joining us again. I would love to know what your personal message is for everyone today, and thank you for joining us. Well, I think it's just a simple um, message and just to ask people to, you know, just go outside and lay in the grass and look up at the trees and the sky and, you know, take the time to walk over to the flowers and, you know, smell their fragrance and look deep inside them and look at the amazing colors and, you know, don't fool yourself that these acts are any less uh, significant or important than, you know, trundling off to work or seeking that promotion or, you know, whatever. Just spend the time and immerse yourself in the beauty and wisdom that exists in every moment just outside your doors. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today. And for those of you that don't know how to get outside and outdoors, if you go to naturalpathfinder.com, look at the vision quest 
look at the work that Catriona does, and the answer to your question will be right there. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on on the Dr. Pat Show. We've got so many great things planned for you for this year and beyond. So remember, you do walk in beauty, as my friend Monica would say. Let's all remember that everyone on the planet has the opportunity and the capacity to show that beauty. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. 